0: Today on the Dean Dome Talk, we've got a new addition to the UNC basketball staff, an analysis of the NFL draft, we also take a closer look at the Panthers' drafting and trading, some soccer fans in Europe get heated while protesting poor ownership and storm the stadium, and of course, we round things off with some NBA talk. It's tip-off time on the Dean Dome Talk.
1: confetti It's gonna fall for north
0: carolina they're not gonna be denied this time hello and welcome back to the dean dome talk i'm gaddy uh joining me once again is andrew say hello hey everyone it has uh, been an eventful week with the uh, nfl draft uh nba season nine more games left Um, not too much in the UNC news, but there's some stuff splashed in here and there. Mm -hmm. And uh, just today, there were, this is across the pond, of course, there were massive uh, protests against the ownership of a certain soccer team. But we'll get to those in due time. I believe uh, you've got some quickfire facts
1: for me, Yes, I do. I do have some quickfire facts. First... (laughs) medina spirit won the 147th kentucky derby uh the trainer was bob baffert and bob baffert made this his seventh kentucky derby win which now makes him the record holder for most wins in the kentucky derby the previous record was six that's a, also that,
0: that's really good
1: six wins yeah that, that's really good really good for a very um historic sport that's been going on for a long time uh difficult to win Demontis sabonis had a triple double against the Thunder, in the first half. <laughs> oh my God! In the first half, a triple double. That's pretty crazy to say the least. The Pacers went on to win the game by a small margin of fifty-seven. Just, um, just, just fifty-seven. Just fifty-seven. I, I believe the,
0: the lead was like sixty-two lot. or sixty-five or something up, 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 at some point. It was a Good big. There was a bigger three? lead.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was only 57, oh, which yeah. just so happens to be the largest away win in NBA history. Um, it, I guess in, I that... guess in
0: modern history, it, uh, yeah. because you know early games uh, probably before the uh, ABA-NBA merger, probably some, yeah, something yeah, might
1: crazy have been some back then. But still, this the small difference of 57 points, and uh, Sabonis had a triple double in the first half. Also, Jason Tatum scored 60 points in a Celtics win over the Spurs. Um, the Celtics win came in overtime, 143 to 140. Jason, uh, I believe he tied uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird's record. Uh, oh, wow, record. Really? Yeah.
0: Really? 60. That's a
1: pretty impressive name to tie yourself with. Very impressive for a Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next, in the NFL draft news, the Green Bay Packers picked Green Bay native Cole Van Lannen in the sixth round. Van Lennon almost did not answer the phone because uh, the phone call from the Packers popped up on his phone as, quote, scam likely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, not sure what's wrong with the Packers. Um, maybe that's the reason Rogers wants to leave. Because, you know. Scam like they're probably there.
0: calling from a 1 800
1: number or something, <laughs>
0: you know, that, that's likely to be a scam. It's, it's yeah. sort of like it's not quite as similar, but it's like uh, when Nikola Jokic was being drafted in the NBA draft, there is no TV coverage of him getting drafted because ESPN or ABC, <laughs> wherever it was, it was on commercial break showing like a Taco Bell commercial or something, really, <laughs> yeah. And Nikola Jokic is probably like asleep. I, believe he was either, <laughs> he I think he was look. asleep at the time because, of course, he was in wow. Europe.
1: So, right, uh, <laughs> right. Time difference. <laughs> yeah. It's sort, of, sort of
0: similar and said this is just a scam likely call that actually one of the most important calls of his life. So,
1: Right, definitely the most important call of his life. Um, thankfully, he answered it, um, even though it was a scam, um, possibly a scam. Although, I wonder what that says about him um, answering a scam likely calls. Anyways. More draft news that New York Jets drafted two guys who were both named Michael Carter. Uh, The one Michael Carter was from UNC and the other was from Duke. So there you have it. The Jets are picking guys with the same name. Um, And then lastly, for the quick fire facts, USC football had an infiltration last month. Uh, USC football (laughs) reportedly had one player too many at its practice. Um, uh, some homeless man infiltrated the Trojan facility and, you know, went as far as eating at the team dining hall, um, using the team jacuzzi and, uh, found some, uh, Jersey and some pads and went out there and was actually, you know, fielding punts and, you know, performing punt returns. And it took a couple days for the coaches to realize he wasn't on the team. Um, but yeah, the, he had, he had a short lived, uh, life as a USC football player. I think USC needs to increase their security if random people can just walk on in and join practice. No, so. man,
0: give the guy a chance. Let him show what he yeah. has, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they need it because their, their team could use a little bit of help. So yeah, maybe
0: probably. it was
1: actually a strategy. But those are the end of our quick fire facts. And then. We, now we have some stuff about unc some unc news you want to take it from here getty yeah so uh
0: not too much uh we'll get to this separate nfl unc sort of news later, with all the carolina players going to their respective nfl teams via the draft we'll get to that in a, uh, in a little later bit but first we got uh some more sort of uh unc basketball related news so first of all we've got pat sullivan former Tar Heel, played uh, – he was one of the only players to play in three Final Fours in 91, 93, and 95. Um, Pretty impressive. Played five years at UNC, uh, part of five ACC title games. Uh, I believe title games, not – yeah, yeah, five consecutive. The only player to be part of five consecutive – ACC title games.
1: That's pretty crazy.
0: Yes, that yeah. That's that's just very impressive. He had he had a great career, and uh, he was that the the guy shooting the one on one where he made the first and missed the second, which led to Chris Weber's infamous timeout in the ninety uh, three championship
1: game. Love that timeout. Yeah, the, the <laughs> best timeout. You know, best timeout ever.
0: Lenny gets named to one of the uh, more legendary places on Franklin Street, Time Out. Oh, yes. You know?
1: Time Restaurant. Yes. Such Love the place. mac and cheese. Yes. Yes. Their mac and cheese is great. Cinnamon buns are great. I mean, literally everything there is great. Um, yeah. Yeah. You Don't add it. Leg- I think you were the one who introduced me to it.
0: Yeah, I, I believe I did. But I, I, yeah. like, I like it. I don't have the same adoration of it that you do (laughs) it's a good place in moderation it is but uh that's true going back to the point um hubert (laughs) davis's former teammate pat sullivan will be joining the basket unc basketball staff um he had been part of dean coach dean smith's uh staff as an assistant video coordinator he uh, worked in the NBA for 18 years And uh, said that he would never leave the NBA Unless he got the opportunity to go back to Chapel Hill And uh, Chapel now Hill knows- came knocking and he's back Yeah Everyone on the staff has played at Carolina I don't know how many other schools can say That they their entire staff played at their school Yeah yeah. Shows loyalty to the program. Shows the true family nature of the program.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on to the second item. Anton Jameson, uh is working with the Washington Wizards in the NBA as the director of pro personnel. Um, mm-hmm. Anton Jameson previously was working as a scout for the LA Lakers, but has, yeah. but is now working with the Washington Wizards. Um since being hired, Anton Jameson has overseen the selection of three draft picks, all foreign players. Uh, Rui Hachimura, if you remember him from Gonzaga. Uh, Denny Avdia, who came straight from uh, Israel, uh, current, drafted in this past draft in 2020. And Czech-born uh, Vít Krejci. Krejci, I think that's how you say his last name. Though Kresji was uh, traded on draft night to OKC. Um i got to say, Denny Avdia, very good pick. Very, very good player. Has a lot of potential. Rui Hachimura, the same way. I was kind of hoping the Hornets would grab him, but didn't fall to the Hornets. But luckily, P.J. Washington fell. Very, I love P.J. Washington. (laughs) Um, But this is sort of the common denominator that almost everybody who talks about Anton Jamison is that, he's always adapting he's always learning Mm -hmm. always looking for those new challenges and this is exactly that um yeah anton jameson told the washington post being to back to the being a back to the basket guy and then all of a sudden i had to reinvent myself this is nothing different Mm -hmm. so uh best of luck to him i think he's gonna kill it there to be honest i think the only thing holding the wizards back is their coach their head coach is not good yeah um, he is what's holding them back. Though the Wizards are putting together a run, we'll get to that uh, when we talk about the NBA. But yeah. uh, that was the second item on the list, and the last part of this uh, sort of UNC section, if I uh, like to call it that, is a little mm-hmm. bit smaller. It's a, uh, but not, but still seven foot, Efton Reed. <laughs> uh afton reed is allegedly or not, i don't know if allegedly is the right word but is apparently listening to hubert davis he is willing to listen to unc's offer yeah take yeah. that for what it means
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know this isn't saying we unc has a chance uh, or a big chance or anything this is basically saying he'll listen to what hubert davis has to say maybe the case will be stronger or something you never know yeah there's no crystal ball for him he's he is class of 2021 center 611 slash plus seven foot uh from Bradenton Florida IMG Academy we've had luck getting guys out of there before um Ohio State was going for him Florida State NC State and Virginia were all going after him yeah but there is a hole at center chapel hill where
1: i feel he could slot in it would be awesome if he could join um would be awesome if he would join now i know it's just agreeing to listen to hubert davis but the biggest thing in sales is getting yourself in front of your potential client which in this case is hubert davis getting himself in front of efton reed and reed's agreed to sit down and listen to him so that that's big news but although he does have um other options that have been recruiting him for a little bit longer so yeah who knows we'll see where it goes this is yeah i
0: don't know how long it'll be until he decides to commit or anything yeah. i yeah. don't know about unc going for a center in the transfer portal because that is still yeah. chaos there are yeah. <laughs> players just going every which direction there are recruits one, two years down the line that are decommitting now, uh, such mm-hmm. as Imani Bates decommitting from Michigan State. So yeah. there is so much happening. We'll mm-hmm. we'll keep you up to date uh, if anything happens. But uh, yeah. yeah, Efton Reed is a sort of a name to keep your uh, keep your eye on. If you hear mm-hmm. it, if you hear him being linked to UNC, there might be something in it. Yeah, but uh, that's that's it's the last. Th- yeah, that's that's NFL it for uh, UNC college basketball stuff. Yeah. So, I guess we can get into the NFL draft. That was the big event of the week.
1: Yes. Uh, round yes. one. Oh man, I guess um. the
0: first pick was basically <laughs> determined like three years ago when yeah when trevor lawrence yeah. locked into clemson everybody knew he was going to be pick one of the 2021 nfl draft and lo and behold yeah. that's exactly what happened and he went to the jaguars i guess that was probably the the uh surprising bit that he went to jacksonville instead of i guess at the time it wouldn't have been out of the out of the mind to think he could have gone to the browns or to uh to the Jets. back years ago yeah yeah yeah, when he stepped onto clemson's campus for the first time or as a student i guess but
1: even this year i mean um a lot of this past season a lot of people thought that was going to be the jets picking number one because the jets started the season 0 for 13 um but the jets can't even tank correctly they they started their year 0 and 13 and did not finish with the number one overall pick so um but but the Jets got a good guy and Zach Wilson. Although I know that they were looking, they were hoping for Trevor Lawrence.
0: Zach Wilson um, might end up being one of those guys who, like, I heard things about him before, <laughs> but he was never limelight like front and center. Yeah, and same yeah. thing with. Uh, I feel Zach Wilson and Trey Lance might have a more might have a better career than trevor lawrence really really i have this feeling trevor lawrence might have peaked in college that, huh. that, that's sort of the yeah. thing when you see a player so successful so hyped up in college yeah a lot yeah. of the time they're not gonna reach that same level in the professional uh level mm-hmm. i mean when's the last time
1: that's happened Really? I mean, but no one's been this hyped up before recently. Usually what happens is when a player gets this hyped up, they don't perform well in college um, and then don't even get that chance at the pros. But Lawrence seems to be the rare exception of having all that hype and then living up to it in college. Now, I, I can I can see him maybe not living up to the hype of what people think he could be um i mean people have talked about him as one of the best quarterback prospects ever and that's that's a high bar to live up to and so i'm not i'm not saying he's gonna live the up the highest that. bar to live up to yeah the highest bar highest bar ever but i still i mean i think he's gonna be a good quarterback he's first off 86 and 4 in college that's a that's quite a good track record he 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 has good accuracy he Um, I was watching some highlights of him from college and on back shoulder throws and on throws near the sideline, like he just seems to consistently be able to throw the ball where only the receiver can catch it, Um, which of course is awesome. If you can do that. And also he's, he's shown his toughness after taking hard hits from the past and still being able to play through them. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential, you know, I think there's a reason he's the number one pick, and I think he's going to do well, although a lot does depend on the pieces you have around you on the team you go to, and I'm not really too sure about what pieces the Jaguars have around them that will help uh, Trevor Lawrence. When somebody's so kind of,
0: saying, yeah, I see what you mean. When somebody's yeah. saying "You, this person has the potential to be the best quarterback ever, yeah, do they realize who he's competing with? right right (laughs) let's Um, just let's just talk about guys who are currently playing yeah tom brady has seven rings and he is the goat love him or hate him he is the best quarterback
1: yeah yeah
0: now can you attribute part of it to the superior coaching level of of belichick yes like belichick's coaching and how he operating operated the patriots was on another level to everyone else in football
1: yeah yeah
0: but tom brady allowed that to happen he was a big piece in that and it showed when you took tom brady out of new england and put him in tampa bay after all the kinks were ironed out he still won
1: Right. Con- right.
0: Convincingly,
1: might I add. Yeah. Very convincingly. He
0: doesn't have the athleticism he never had the athleticism of somebody like Trevor Lawrence. Mm hmm. But he was just consistent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, I guess that's sort of the best best you can do. Like Oh yeah, like, like Athleticism is great for a quarterback to lean on early when they're Mm -hmm. developing, when they're sort of in the beginning as a get-out-of-jail-free card for players. Right, right, right. After 27, you shouldn't be using that get-out-of-jail-free card unless you absolutely have to. And even then, that's when your body starts saying, "Uh, I don't think I can do this you don't have yeah, that extra yeah. pace that this guy straight out of Clemson straight out of Alabama um 24 25 years old even younger who has that extra speed right who's going to come straight at you you won't outrun him yeah. right right so you athleticism will get you a certain to a certain level mm. and that i think that's what patrick mahomes next sort of test is gonna be he's shown his passing is incredible he's shown that he can mm-hmm. run the ball do a bunch of stuff can he survive without the athleticism can he show that he can win he can carry teams without that athleticism like of course you have play. a certain level of professional athleticism but you don't you're not like like look at cam Newton yeah he I mean part of his decline was that he can't pass to save his life. <laughs> that kind of hurts Yes, um, but yeah. A lot of his game relied on running And after the Broncos just beat him to death Almost In the and the Super Bowl And the first uh, Game of the next season yeah, He was never the same He didn't run the same He didn't yeah. pass the same He yeah. was a player Built on athleticism To carry him mm. through the game and yeah. when he lost it, he lost his – his he lost what it was to be a quarterback. Right. And but also, I don't see that 100% in Trevor Lawrence. But no, he does lean on the athleticism. If you look at Sam Howell, he has that athleticism. It's there. He uses it sometimes. But he is mm-hmm. primarily a passer. A, he, he has the vision and the passing. Yeah. And that's – I think yeah. that's what I think – Sam Howell is going to be a long term, assuming no catastrophic injuries or something. I think he has more of a yeah, ceiling yeah. in in a longer in a longer game than Trevor Lawrence. Unless now this this assumes Trevor Lawrence doesn't develop, adapt, or something. I hope he does. I hope he changes. He becomes better. But
1: yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying about the athleticism Yeah, part. yeah. I, I agree with you, and i I think that you know, a long term, a quarterback cannot rely solely on athleticism, um, there needs to be a lot else. I mean, you know, we can think about examples of quarterbacks who have kind of fallen off in the past. Uh, Our our RG3 is an example of one. He had an amazing first year, then got injured, lost that kind of speed and athleticism, and then he couldn't do anything afterwards. But Lawrence, though, I feel like he – the running for him is an extra part of the game. I don't I don't feel like he relies on that on himself running in order to make things work out. Like he seems to be pretty comfortable in the pocket. He seems to be someone who can throw the ball down the field and can read coverage. So I don't know. I I do feel like he bases his play out of throwing and then kind of running is an extra step, although I mean you know, they did run a lot of read option and other option plays at like Clemson, but I, I do feel like a lot of it was based on throwing. He better get used to
0: not having protection because yeah, he's yeah. coming to the Jacks. So yeah. He's going from um, one of the best teams in college football to Jacksonville. Right. He's going right, to have to so get himself ready. And, I mean, Joe Burrow saw exactly that. <laughs> he went to the Bengals and he got beat up. Basically, the yeah. rule if you face the Bengals was get to Joe Burrow, you win. And right, and what happened? Lynch, he got injured.
1: Yeah, and he, um, I mean his division. He's going up against Miles Garrett for Joe, Joe Burrow, going up against Miles Garrett for the Browns, uh, T.J. Watt from the Steelers, and going up against good players from the Ravens. So he, yeah, Bengals need to develop their offensive line. They picked an offensive lineman with the with their second round pick um but yeah no you you got to got to be able to that that's definitely a big difference um but on to some of the other quarterbacks Zach Wilson I want to talk about him a little bit more go for it he so i before kind of going into a deeper dive of the highlights of him i was thinking okay this guy is overrated i mean he had one one good year which it was an amazing year for BYU. But it was it was just one year. Then I went back and I watched through highlights and he does he, he surprised me. He had a good accuracy, very good accuracy on the deep ball, uh good mobility, just overall very strong arm. And another thing that really jumped out to me, which I didn't see as much with when I was watching Lawrence's highlights, is that zach wilson is willing to turn down his first option and look start looking for a second and third option um from his receivers which that's a skill that's extremely necessary to being able to succeed in the nfl because your first option guy is not always going to be open i mean um, in
0: all fairness to trevor lawrence sometimes i mean a lot of the time for clemson your first option is there because right, your first option is so is- good
1: yeah, Clemson is basically wide receiver you. I mean, they they've produced so many great wide receivers and Lawrence has played with so many great wide receivers. So he could kind of rely on that a little bit. Whereas Wilson, I mean, he uh, he has shown that he can he will turn down that first option and start looking making other reads without and this is important, without bailing to the check down guy. Right? Because a lot of times when you have quarter, a quarterback will look, they'll see that their first option is covered. And they'll immediately go to the running back coming out of the backfield for the check down pass. And, you know, those plays are important. It's important to be able to get to the check down guy, but you need to, to be successful. You need to be able to wait long enough to look towards your second and your third option. And then if those options are covered, then throw it to your check down guy. And I saw Zach Wilson, he he did that a surprising amount of times from the highlights I watched. Although, you know, who knows, maybe I just watched some selective highlights Um but again, another concern, but one concern with Zach Wilson is that he had this one good year, great year against bad teams and without any crowds and also at a very small school. Now his, his career, he's expected to be going against teams that are all high you know, quality competition. He's going to be going against some very loud crowds. I mean, Buffalo and England, two teams in this division, are known for having – I mean, just you know, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah Buffalo is
0: probably one of the worst places to play because of just the weather right, the and weather. the crowd. The Buffalo, Buffalo I mean, Bills fans are crazy. crazy.
1: Buffalo Bills the fans Bills are, are crazy. crazy. So he's going to have to adjust to that, adjust to playing to better teams. And also, I mean, playing in BYU in the middle of God knows wherever BYU is, there's not much pressure on the football team it's not a big time program and now he's going to one of the biggest markets in the nfl to new york i mean the the press is going to be brutal with him i mean the the new york press is very difficult on players of the new york teams so i just that's just something that i'm going I, think be... pre- I think he's got
0: think he's got to face the press will like though yeah. i think they'll give him time and wait for to see if he fails yeah. or not I don't know. But, I if I yeah. was the Jets, I would not have given up on Sam Darnold. I would have just been like, you know what, stay here. Really? We'll give you some. We'll give you some def- no. some protection, no. and then draft a quarterback next year.
1: Darnold, Darnold, no. Um, he's not that good. I, I hate to say it. He had you know some good times in college, but is he better than Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> okay, yeah. For the I Panthers, don't know. Yes for for the Panthers. He has more. Well, I don't know. Honestly, I think Bridgewater is a little underrated. I think Bridgewater is a good guy to come in there. He's not going to throw the ball around the field, but Bridgewater is not going to turn it over, and he's going to make the smart play, even if it's not the exciting play. I feel like that's what Bridgewater does. And for a team in the Panthers situation, when you don't have like a franchise quarterback, I think that's something that you know. I think a guy like Bridgewater is something you would want. Um, so I was a little surprised they kind of gave up on him and traded for Darnold. Although maybe, maybe the Panthers coaching staff think that they can fix some of Darnold's problems, um, biggest of which is turnovers. I mean, Darnold's thrown 39 interceptions in 38 games. He has fumbled... The ball twenty times, um, although they only lost the fumbles nine of those times. But still, fumbling the ball twenty times—that's <laughs> that's a lot in thirty-eight games. Uh... And it's, that's not what it happened in college for him, it happened in college, and I, you know, I remember thinking back when I watched his game, the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State in twenty seventeen, and he was just—he couldn't hold on to the ball. He couldn't deal with the pressure of a good defense ohio state's defense and i feel like he's having those same problems now um but maybe matt rolls a quarterback whisperer who will fix maybe, maybe hopefully yeah um
0: yeah. all i can say is that i remember telling you ta- messaging you about yep. one of the jets games and how painful it was to watch <laughs> because the yeah. jets just were that bad they kept turning yeah. it over and over and yeah. over again
1: mm-hmm.
0: it like it, was, it
1: bad.
0: was bad like they couldn't Very do bad. anything even against yeah. like the second and third string of I forgot who they were who they were, who they were playing against Yeah but we'll yeah, get those... we'll get to the panthers a little bit more in depth in a second So yeah. you talked about Zach Wilson um, uh, I just wanted to shout out Trey Lance, third pick. He's from the FCS North <laughs> Dakota State. He has mm-hmm. never lost as a starter. Played only eighteen yeah. games.
1: Um, yeah. uh, I see you Zero mentioned interceptions in twenty nineteen as well. Zero interceptions in twenty nineteen. That's really good. That's amazing. This guy is the definition of a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I think he yeah. might do fairly well. I I think so as well. And I think, you know, the, the zero interceptions, I mean, that's absolutely crazy. 28 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Um, he, in kind of watching him, he seems to have people love him for his running. I mean, in 2019, he had um, 2,700 passing yards and then 1100 rushing yards i mean this guy can run it now again we talked a little bit before about why their concerns with quarterbacks being only running base but you know trey lance has the throwing too and one of the very important things is that he's going to a great team let's not forget yeah. the 49ers were in the super bowl just a couple years ago yeah and he's gonna fit way. in I mean, and even if he sits for a couple of years behind Jim Jimmy Garoppolo Garoppolo, Garoppolo is uh I mean, he's a good quarterback. His only problem has been that he's been injured. He he gets injured too often. Um and so I feel like that's part of the reason they're they're wanting to move on, but I mean, yeah, it's a great team with a um just just a great team he's he's going to and I think that's going to be important and with Kyle Shanahan as the coach. It's a franchise that's known for having great quarterbacks, so he's he's going into the best situation out of any of the five quarterbacks that were picked in the first round, and I think that we will, like, we will see that with his play if he plays this year.
0: I mean, you mentioned five quarterbacks. We mentioned now the first three: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, yeah. Trey Lance, in order: one, yeah. two, three. Fifteenth. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones. Jones. Actually, I skipped over 11. Justin Fields to the Bears. The Bears blew it up at quarterback and uh, bringing in Justin Fields from
1: Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know why he fell that far. Um, I mean, I know that a lot of the teams before him were – not looking for quarterbacks like the Bengals, Dolphins. You know they were not looking for quarterbacks, but I was, I was still surprised to see him fall to number eleven. I was surprised to see teams like the Falcons and the Broncos pass up on him because I mean, Justin Fields is a great player. I mean he's just he's just such a great player. He um, he has a great arm, great on the deep ball. And I know I've said that for a couple different um, players, but he also he's built very well physically. You know. Built like a quarterback who can take hard hits, and that's going to be important for his long longevity. Um, he's able to make reads on the defense in 2019, 41 touchdowns and to three interceptions. That, playing that's in the crazy, Big Ten, that's the crazy. Big Ten. So, I mean, this guy is a phenomenal quarterback, and even last year, while his touchdown to interception ratio was uh, not as good, he's still completed 70 percent of his passes so I, I really like what i really like him i think he's a good prospect and i think i think the bears make it such that it's not going to be too much pressure on him because the bears have a phenomenal defense you know led yeah. by will mack and with other players like rocon smith and others and so i think that the fact that the bears defense is great you know fields can relax a little bit whereas with the jaguars and the jets you know for trevor lawrence and zach wilson the 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 fans the whole team they're going to be looking at those players trevor lawrence and zach wilson to lead the way to lead them to wins whereas the bears you know their defense is going to play great they just need a quarterback who's going to play pretty well I mean, they don't need a yeah in all yeah. honesty the bears
0: issue for the past few years the like every like a lot of their fan base would just try to blame the quarterback. A lot of time, Mitch yeah. Trubisky, they'd blame him. Yeah. I don't think the quarterback was necessarily the problem. The problem right. was his offensive options were terrible. Definitely. And also yeah, the bats. play calling was garbage. Yeah. Actually garbage. Play calling. Yeah. Not to mention their kicker sabotaged
1: them multiple times. Double doink. Um, back a few years ago. But the double doink, yeah. Like. The quarterback... Yeah.
0: They could have survived with Mitch Trubisky. Just give him better Definitely. offensive tools, but... Definitely. They changed it up. Mitch Trubisky uh, went to the Bills. I think that might be really good. Um, uh, mm-hmm. not going to lie. That actually might be a very good spot for him. Because... Um, I think that's probably he'll a situation bench, where... But. He'll ride the bench. But I think it's a situation where if he comes in, I think the... His offensive Mm -hmm. tools are better, and Mm -hmm. I think the fans will actually get behind him.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the Bills have a – they were kind of in a similar situation as the Bears, but then they went and got Stephon Diggs. See, the difference between the
0: Bears and the Bills is that the Bills have been cursed (laughs) by the NFL gods to not make a Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. going to all the super bowls in a row and losing them especially uh the wide right incident. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh yeah. Last um I did mention last quarterback, last quarterback Mac Jones quarterback Alabama. Hmm. What what more is there to say other than uh he
1: he had a great year. Uh 41 <laughs> touchdowns, four interceptions. He um I, I've never seen a quarterback as have a completion percentage as high as him. His completion percentage last year was seventy-seven percent. I mean, let that sink in. He completed seventy-seven percent of his passes last year with Alabama. That is brutal. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. And he's and also, I mean, it's not just I mean, yeah, just just absolutely ridiculous. And he's also shown, you know. Ability to throw on tight windows and uh, some touch on deep throws, uh, but as a little bit of a warning, there are some reasons to think that maybe those numbers are a little bit inflated. Um, his offense was absolutely phenomenal. His players who were drafted this year, he had one of his wide receivers was picked number six in the NFL draft this year. His other one picked number ten in the NFL draft. His running back was picked number 24 in the NFL draft. And he had two offensive linemen who were picked this year in the top 40. I mean... Basically, the point yeah. is the tools at his disposal were very you good. Been, yeah. Um, if if you were bad with those pieces around you, then that's a big problem. Um, also, he did that in a year where the SEC crowds were at limited capacity and also when the sec his sec west division was not as good as previous years i mean lsu and auburn both in his division struggled a lot this year so just take that into consideration but 77 completion percent uh completion percentage bill belichick's gonna love that if he can replicate anything similar to that
0: (laughs) yeah bill belichick is gonna have a field day trying to mold uh yeah Uh, Yeah, mac jones into his new franchise Mm -hmm. quarterback yeah so uh i guess i guess that spells the end for cam newton
1: yeah like i think so um i mean they might do one of those let mac jones sit for a year and then let him start but no i promise you
0: after the first few games where cam newton's throwing like two two feet above a receiver's head and straight to the hands of the defense (laughs) that they're going to be crying for mac jones
1: definitely yeah uh we'll see what happens we'll see we'll see Um, and one more thing before i know i know you want to talk about the Panthers picks. Yeah, and, go for it. Go for it, which, but, are, which which right. are exciting, you know. Stick around, you listeners to listen to <laughs> what the Panthers did and their the absolute magic and thousands of trades they pulled. But a couple other things. One I mentioned earlier that I was a little surprised the Falcons did not pick a quarterback in number 34. Um, Matt Ryan their current quarterback is an amazing quarterback but he's he's getting older he's number he's 35 years old so you know I just I just found it interesting that the Falcons have an aging quarterback they could have picked Justin Fields who played high school 40 minutes from the Falcons stadium but instead went with Kyle Pitts which Kyle Pitts was probably was I think the best player available at that point But it was just still a little bit of a surprise for me. And then also, I want to point out the Eagles trade with their rival Cowboys in order to jump their other rival, the Giants. Um, It was the 10th pick of the draft, and Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, wide receiver from Alabama, was still available. The Cowboys were on the clock, and the Cowboys were probably not going to pick a wide receiver. I mean, they've got loads of wide receiver talent. And the Giants fans were getting excited because they thought, "Oh gosh, you know, one more pick and we get to get the Heisman-winning wide receiver." Um, and the Giants need a good receiver, but <laughs> but the Eagles jumped in, traded with the Cowboys, and then went and took the guy the Giants wanted. And Giants fans are extremely frustrated. They really wanted Devontae Smith, and for a little bit of context about why this is extra kind of frustrating for giants fans in addition to the fact that the eagles and the giants are huge rivals was also because of what happens last year at the end of the regular season do you remember that gaddy uh the week 17 incident yeah week 17 incident so going into week 17 the final week last year the giants would have made the playoffs if the eagles won their game so Going into the fourth quarter of the Eagles game, the Eagles were playing Washington, I believe. Eagles were in a three-point game. Giants fans were thinking, okay, we think that the Eagles can finish it off. We, we think the Eagles can take the lead and win the game, and that means we make the playoffs. But, but no. <laughs> the Eagles, instead, they benched their starting quarterback and put in their third-string QB and proceeded to lose, which caused the Giants to be knocked out of the playoffs. And Giants fans alleged that the Eagles threw in the towel so that the the Eagles could, you know, see, you know, laugh at the Giants for missing the playoffs. Which maybe that's what happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe that's not the reason that the Eagles decided to bench their starting quarterback. But who knows? You know, with all so kind adds
0: with all the spiciness yeah. around the Eagles quarterbacks at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it, it makes that's just a little bit of context to explain why Giants fans are upset that the Eagles traded to jump them and take Devontae Smith. So just a little bit of context. That is just petty. Yeah. It's as petty as it gets. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Sort of a question
0: I've got for you is how do you feel as a Browns fan that uh
1: you weren't picking in the top five. It didn't feel real. I turned on the draft and I was like, okay, um, we're not the number one pick. Um, I guess we're going to be the ne- the second pick. And then the second pick came and I was like, well, I guess we're not the second pick. Maybe we'll be the third pick. I mean, this was this was very odd to do the Browns pick that late in a draft. Um, but It's, yeah, it's yeah, good it tidings good. though. Good tidings for the Browns.
0: They're going yeah, in the right I direction. Yeah, I felt like,
1: you know, as I was, yeah, going in the right direction, and we were not trying to pick a quarterback either, which was also <laughs> for <surprising>. one <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gone into an NFL draft not thinking about the browns picking a quarterback, um, so yeah, pretty crazy, pretty crazy the The browns did pick their, they used their first round pick on a guy named greg Newsom a, a defensive back from northwestern. I didn't know too much about uh Newsom, however, I did see a stat from Pro Football Focus that said that Newsom allowed a 0. 0.0 passer rating on receivers he covered on third and fourth down last season. 0.0. 0. <laughs> Zero passer rating on receivers he covered on third and fourth down last season. Now, it was a shortened season. Let's, of you know, course. That but <laughs> 0. 0.0. So I'm excited. excited that to is crazy. <laughs> that, that is agreed. closing up shop lo-
0: you know really locking it with a key and swallowing the key yeah
1: yeah you know, so. very much so
0: very much so uh it's also the first year i see that uh northwestern has two first round picks
1: yeah yeah that, that's, that's that's nice northwestern's becoming a football school i mean as surprising as it is They have won two of the last three Big Ten West division titles. So they're they're going in the right direction.
0: Uh, I guess uh, sort of rounding off the non-Panthers news, (laughs) uh, because the the Panthers need their own section here. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But uh, Aaron Rodgers came out the day of the NFL draft that he wants out of Green Bay and yes. uh, also allegedly wants to be full time jeopardy host. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that honestly. he wasn't too bad on jeopardy. would be pretty cool would yeah be pretty cool. um yeah. the timing of this announcement interesting.
1: I don't think the Nerd.
0: Packers drafted a quarterback either.
1: yeah, now they drafted one last year, which is kind of yeah. what set off the um anger of. Aaron Rodgers yeah last year they used their first round pick on uh, Jordan Love and they did not tell Rodgers that they were going to pick a quarterback and uh, Rodgers was not too happy about it but yeah yeah. Yeah. I feel this drama is nowhere near ending no so uh,
0: anything happens we'll let you guys know yes so uh, that's going to bring us over to uh, some talk about the Panthers now yes (laughs) good golly the panthers they did a uh, yeah where do you start they did a load a boatload of wheeling and dealing here Mm -hmm. a lot of trades yeah so bear with me as i try to go through them yeah so let's start off with the panthers trading a second round pick pick 39 and also a 5th rounder to the Bears in exchange for 3 picks coming the other way. The 52nd, the 83rd, and the two fourth. Yes. The Panthers then trade Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a 6th round pick. Yes. That pick from the Broncos was then traded to Philadelphia along with the 73rd pick for the Eagles' 70th. So to move up 3 places the Panthers took that Broncos 6th round pick and their own um, pick 73rd for the 70th yeah but that's not where it all ends the Panthers (laughs) and Browns then decide to have a a deal a good handshake where the Panthers get the 59th pick and the 89th pick Browns receive the 52nd and one-thirteenth. but then the (laughs) Panthers Panthers turn around and trade that 89th from the from the Browns to the Texans for pick 109, <laughs> pick 158, and a few and a 2022 20, fourth rounder. Yeah, yeah. But that's not all, folks. The, this is the last one. The Panthers <laughs> then trade that pick 109 from the Texans to the Titans for another three picks. Wow. So what we've got is the Panthers just wheeling and dealing their way to end up with
1: eleven players in this draft. It was a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of trading going on. Yes. So man,
0: of course the Panthers Sam have Sam Darnold, so they mm-hmm. had to trade away Teddy Bridgewater. They're not going to keep both of them. Might as well flip Teddy Bridgewater for something. Yeah. Um. So. 11 players would be drafted by the Panthers this year. Let's, I guess, go through them as us list one by one. First round, pick eight, J.C. Horn from Mm. South Carolina, a cornerback. Yeah. I like this pick. A lot of people didn't, though. (laughs) So, in my opinion, looking at what we've got, before the draft. Panthers mm-hmm. have Sam Darnold as quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not really who I want as a quarterback. Yeah. Not a very good one, not a good uh quarterback. But my I from what I could tell, the Panthers wanted to have some, some tank commander in there. They had Teddy Bridgewater. They decided there's value in trading him and they got Sam Darnold. Have a tank commander Sam Darnold and put some defensive pieces around him, so last year, the Panthers drafted another cornerback this year they drafted j c horn a quarterback a cornerback from South Carolina apparently, in the past nineteen years, he has the second best cornerback rating.
1: this wow. is something
0: I saw on, on reddit now of course, yeah. the Panthers were all a lot a lot of reddit chatter was. They wanted Justin Fields or somebody. They wanted a quarterback. I wasn't buying into that. I I have the feeling the Panthers are aiming for next year to draft a quarterback. A franchise quarterback. They're going to use this year to develop and sort of suck a lot and try to get... I hope they try to get Sam Howell. I feel that with the tools... Though I actually don't remember who's even left on this team. Because all, all <laughs> of the guys I would go to on fantasy for a reliable 10 to 15 points every week on um, the Panthers are gone. Curtis Samuel's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always relied on him in fantasy just to give me a reliable stream of points. But um, yeah. this Panthers team next year is going to look really different. Yeah. So very. after that first round pick, pick eight after this all done the next day the panthers exercise their fifth year option on sam darnold so to note this was after Mm -hmm. the first round pick um but before the second round going into the second round the panthers using their pick from the browns get terrace marshall jr out of lsu Mm -hmm. i don't remember is he a wide receiver I, i thought i wrote this down um
1: Chitty. Um, he is a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. wide yep.
0: receiver, Terrace Marshall Jr. He opted yeah. out of LSU's last three games this year, though, just as a note. Yeah. But I think that's a good pickup. Uh, third round pick from uh the first of the third round picks. This one's from the Eagles, Brady Christensen from BYU, offensive yeah. tackle. So yeah. once again, we're seeing BYU come up. Uh, yeah, got somebody drafted um pick 83 also third round from Chicago Tommy Tremble tight end Notre Dame um yeah so now now we go into the fourth round this is a pick from the Titans Chuba Hubbard Oklahoma State
1: great name
0: pick. great pick i think yes i think Chuba is going to be
1: really good i'm surprised he fell that far yeah um, I, knew, I know he didn't have as great of a year this past year, but in 2019 I mean, he had 2,000 rushing yards. 2,000 rushing yards. Yeah, you
0: don't get 2,000 rushing yards being lucky. Right, right. You've got to be good. Yeah. Um, so that lets the Panthers move to the fifth round pick. From New England via the Texans, mm-hmm. Davion Nixon. I, from Iowa defensive tackle AP first team all-american big 10 defensive player of the year this That's is a right. guy the Panthers needed in the Panthers got I really yeah. like this yeah the yeah. Panthers also in the fifth round went for another cornerback through <laughs> this is a uh, pick 166 from the Titans uh mm-hmm. cornerback Keith Taylor from Washington yeah but it's not done there. Uh pick one ninety three. Deontay Brown. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, SEC all team. Um pick two of four from the Bears. She Smith, also from South Carolina, a also a wide receiver. Yeah. 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 Um pick uh, two twenty two. Um I believe left safety. Thomas Fletcher, Alabama. Don't know much about him. And long snapper,
1: I think, right?
0: Is a, oh, it's long snapper. Sorry. Yeah, long yeah.
1: snapper. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't
0: know what all the letters mean. I just hear yeah. <laughs> things and read things. No,
1: it's okay. It gets, it gets confusing.
0: Yeah, oh. too many abbreviations. And yeah. the final pick, seventh round from the Falcons via the Dolphins and Titans. <laughs> defensive tackle, Phil Hoskins, from Kentucky. Yeah. So what I'm seeing is a lot of focus on defense and sort Mm -hmm. of retooling on offense because the Panthers let go a bunch of offensive pieces that have been with the team for a few years such as Curtis Samuel. I believe they let go of a tight end though I don't think we've replaced him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually we might have I have to go back and check Um, I really like how the Panthers drafted and all this wheeling and dealing. It's confusing. It's very very confusing But I really like these moves.
1: Definitely. Um, I think the, yeah, I mean, focusing on defense is important because, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about the Panthers' defense, but I know it can use some help from what I've seen of their numbers. So that's that's good they focus on defense. And focusing on defensive back, you know, drafting uh, J.C. Horn, and who was the other? Uh, Decent, Keith, Keith Taylor uh, yeah. Keith is the other cornerback. Keith Taylor. So, you know, drafting defensive backs is very important because they're in a division with Matt Ryan as quarterback, Tom Brady as quarterback, and then whoever becomes the official starter for the Saints. You yeah, know, it's between uh, their two players, James Winston and um, – oh, gosh, what's the other guy called? I don't remember. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. the The utility player – he would come in and do a little bit of everything um gosh blank taysom hill taysom hill taysom so it's between yeah. Jameis uh, winston and taysom hill which are both pretty good quarterbacks but most importantly you know they're gonna be going up against brady and brady and uh ryan it's so. a very competitive uh very competitive yeah nfc yeah. East has always been really strong so
0: yeah i i don't think these draft choices are the end of the panthers woes next season's not going to go smoothly it's not going to be super exciting yeah it's going to have to be a development season but step in the right direction yeah i think next year's draft is going to really be where things start falling into place assuming panthers are able to get their hands on a quarterback
1: yeah yeah um, despite me talking poorly of Sam Darnold earlier, I do think the Panthers have some pieces to be decent this year. Um, you know, Darnold's not terrible. I, I think he—I don't think he's the long-term solution for the Panthers, but he's not terrible. And you've now got at running back both Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, which is a great one-two duo. And then they have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore coming back. I'm pretty sure they're both coming back. They both had great seasons last year. So they they've got pieces on offense and now with those kind of retooling on defense through the draft, I think they have a chance to do a little bit better than people would expect them to do basically.
0: I'm not going to go ahead and put how much of how many wins they're going to get or something because yeah. there's still time and moves to be made, but on. Yeah. This team is not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're just not.
0: They're not good enough. <laughs> But I guess we'll just have to see where it goes. Yeah. With that being said, let's sort of round off our NFL talk, bring it back full circle to uh, Tar Heels in the draft. Five Carolina players were drafted. Mm -hmm. Uh, None went in the first round, but we did see uh, Javante Williams – uh go to the Broncos, 35th pick overall. Yeah. He was the third pick in the second. Uh Chaz yeah. Surratt,
1: round three, pick 78 to the Vikings. That'll be a good fit. Very good fit. Mike Mike Zimmer's a um Mike Zimmer's good at kind of developing defensive players, so him and the Vikings will be good. Riverboat Ron is gonna have a
0: new wide receiver, Diami Brown. Also picking round, th- round 3, pick 82.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh we mentioned earlier that the Jets got uh Michael Carter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh the running back Michael Carter, not the that schmuck from Duke. <laughs> uh and rounding it off, 6th round pick, pick 221, Daz Newsom wide receiver to the Bears. To so the Bears. So that's yeah. going to that's going to help fields in Chicago.
1: Hopefully.
0: Yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully. So uh, one thing I thought was interesting was the yeah five five picks from North Carolina, which is actually a lot. I mean, that's more than Texas A and M, more than Wisconsin and Florida State and Auburn, and a lot of these other big schools have less draft picks than we did. So I think that's I think that's impressive, and I think that speaks a lot about what Matt Brown is doing at UNC. Yeah, the and
0: it's only gonna get better. Right. Hopefully, it's only yeah, gonna yeah, get
1: better, so. hopefully.
0: Yeah. Next season has there's a lot writing on next season. It's supposed to look really yeah. good.
1: We'll we'll definitely have some talks about the UNC team going into next year. I'm a little nervous after losing so many of our offensive pieces. Um but our, I think our defense will take a step. I mean off, yeah, so. just yeah.
0: look just look at these guys who just got drafted. Cheserat yeah. on defense was great, yeah. But we lost Javante Williams, Michael Carter, and Daz Newsom. That
1: is that was our offense. That yeah. was our yeah. those were our offensive tools. Top two running backs, top two wide receivers are gone. I mean that that's a lot to lose and be able to replace. Um, yeah, and the centerpiece of our defense. Yeah, and the center or the, the How, quarterback of our defense, basically. So yeah, yeah, that is that's a lot to lose and and then
0: yeah. for people to say that UNC is going to be pushing for the uh, college football playoffs next year.
1: Yeah, that's that's a little much. I mean, maybe, maybe um I I sure hope so. Same. But but yeah, that's um that might be a little much. Yeah. Yeah. So although we do have some receivers going coming back, but anyways, yeah, we'll we'll save that. Yeah, for...
0: that's a discussion yeah. on its own. Uh, we're gonna leave that in a little box to be uh, opened at another time. Yes. So, as usual, we round off the podcast with some NBA talk. But first, yeah. but first, there is one small thing. So <laughs> last, so last uh, podcast, we talked about the european super league this is soccer european football soccer um as americans call it of course uh, as we call it um european super league started on a sunday ended on a tuesday as all the fans and the uh started protesting and the clubs one by one pulled out of it And at the center, the masterminds of the Super League were the president of Real Madrid, J.P. Morgan, the ownership group of Liverpool, and the ownership group of Manchester United, who also owned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Those those people are the Glazer, the Glazer family. Um, The father, Malcolm Glazer, passed away, and the ownership stake of all of the... uh, Buccaneers and uh, Manchester United were divided amongst all the Glazer children
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so when the European Super League was created at the the vice chairman role of the league was none other than Joel Glazer a person (laughs) so loathed by Manchester (laughs) United fans including me uh, for how poorly he he and siblings he and co have run manchester united as a club they've decided to run it instead of as a club of the fans of the people they decided to run it as a franchise disregarding mm-hmm. the opinions of fans and mm-hmm. in interest of skimping out on putting any money in and taking as much money out when yeah. the Glazer family bought Manchester United, they basically used Manchester United to buy Manchester United. They put the club into $600 million plus of debt. And to wow. this date, the debt has barely inched down at all. The Glazer family have taken over a billion dollars out of the team to put in their own pockets. Good. So, as a Manchester United fan, you would be understandably... Upset at this that here you yeah. have in the Premier League, beside you, you have Manchester City just across the city. They don't yeah. have as big of a fan base by any stretch of the imagination, it's much smaller of a fan base. Um, by like over and they're like 10% the size of Manchester United. Wow, but uh, they're owned by a very rich Middle Eastern family who's pumping two billion dollars for a new stadium new facilities into buying players you also have chelsea with rich russian uh oil monarch or oligarch (laughs) not really a monarch oligarch you have uh all these other teams in europe owned by people who are putting money investing into improving a team to actually Mm. want to win something and manchester united one of the teams with the richest histories in year in the world Just for what's happened to them, in in just in sports in general, uh, I would encourage you to read about the history of it. There was a plane crash where their team, with the team, died in 1958. So there's the whole story of rebuilding the team. But point is, fans are very upset about this, and they've been upset about the Glazers for is it like 16 to 18 years. Since 2005, yeah. but actually before Five, yeah. 2005, when rumors of the Glazers buying Manchester United were there. Mm-hmm. They've been upset since then because they knew these guys were no good. And yeah. they are no good. It's been huh. proven. These guys tried to break away from the merit-based uh, football pyramid, the, f- the merit-based league system where you have to earn your right to play amongst the best teams in the yeah. country and the best teams in Europe. Yeah. They wanted to do away with that and just join this yeah. exclusive club where they get paid millions of dollars and they don't have to put any of their own money back in to try to maintain yeah. these elite levels. Manchester, yeah. Manchester United fans had enough. Today, mm. May 2nd, Sunday, May 2nd, was scheduled the biggest game in England Manchester United versus Liverpool. This is to Goliath. This is on the level of UNC Duke it is yeah. that and it, it both teams are very storied these are two yeah. teams with big histories big names and this is the one of the games they play twice a year you mark it on your calendar just as you mark unc duke basketball you mark it on your yeah. calendar you set everything aside you want to watch the game you want to yeah. go to the yeah. game if you're there it's very passionate well yeah of course there's still no fans in the stadiums there um but fans are basically stated for the past week and a half today they're going to protest outside of old trafford old trafford is the stadium where they play and the protests got bigger and bigger and bigger people brought signs it was a full-blown protest uh something called green and gold the uh, There's shortly put legacy colors of the team. The team's been red and white for a long time, but back in the really old days one of their alternate kits was green and gold. Glazers hate the green and gold so it's sort of a symbol of anti-glazer sort of sentiment. So there's just cans of green smoke and yellow smoke and protests for the most part peaceful contrary to what media in the u.s is saying it is not protests against the european super league or because of the european super league it is protests against glazer ownership
1: Mm -hmm.
0: glazer ownership in the team yeah they want them out they want the fans to be in charge or they want somebody who actually cares about the team will invest money into the team to be in charge because the stadium is old it's rusting it's leaking there has not been investment in player and player acquisition getting the best players to play there it's really bad yeah and the protest today spilled over to the point where fans broke into the stadium and ran onto the soccer pitch onto the field wow multiple times they broke in two or three times yeah so um I'll, that's sort of where it's at the game had to be wow. postponed eventually uh i have a feeling it might be played tomorrow uh on mm-hmm. monday we don't know nothing confirmed yet um yeah. actually let me i can check right now see if it's been confirmed as of now i don't think it's been
1: confirmed uh that's crazy. They they got the game to be postponed. One of the biggest games in European soccer. They got it to be postponed. Yes.
0: The whole point was to make a statement. Get out of our club, quote unquote our club. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just they yeah. they want the fans to be in charge. They want to basically have a way to say no to the super league no you can't take millions of dollars of dividends out while we're still in debt no you can't just take all the money keep it for yourself and you're putting money back into the team you're going to fix the stadium fix these things buy players that's going to make us better yeah essentially that that's sort of the the trying to summarize it as short as i can without leaving out the important details because i know not everybody is as passionate about soccer as i am but this is a
1: big thing no it's a huge thing huge thing yeah no it's gosh i mean i mean first off the fact that they've they were able to get that kind of a game postponed by their protests shows something um and I mean it is sad to see such a historic club be affected by the ownership like this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's hopefully, hopefully, made. hopefully, hopefully. the Glazers can uh F off. <laughs> Cause I don't like them. Nobody yeah. likes them. They yeah. it's basically them and JP Morgan who pushed to eliminate merit base sports Mm -hmm. that's the short of it really yeah um but that's enough of that let's move on to the nba i could talk for forever about the Glazers and how they poison manchester united as parasites but let's talk about the nba let's get to that so yeah nine games left there are just just about for play teams. Almost. Almost to the play ins. Almost true, to the play in yeah. yeah. You know, play-ins. we got the play ins first. Yeah. So, uh, right now, Brooklyn and Milwaukee are playing. To two of the top three in the East are playing right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, s- Scores like two apart 98 to 96. Milwaukee still in the yeah. fourth. So, yeah.
1: Um,
0: also, also playing later on today, Charlotte in Miami. Be a good one. That, that's a big one because the Hornets have won two of the three games this season against the Heat. Yeah. So this is the third game. The Hornets already own the, uh, sort of the series, own the tiebreaker, I guess,
1: yeah. against
0: the Heat. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Um, that's big. I guess so we'll just go ahead and start running down the Eastern Conference instead of just going – uh, game by game <laughs> so brooklyn at the top 43 wins then followed by the 76ers half a game behind bucks three and a half games behind then the knicks have not budged the knicks 35 wins but have played two less games than the hawks who are behind them who also have 35 um so there we go knicks at four hawks at five celtics at six Heat 7, Hornets 8. Pacers yeah. with the big win last night at 9. The Wizards with that big push um recently, 8 and mm-hmm. 2 in their last 10. They're doing well. Yeah, 8 and 2 in their last 10. 10th. So, mm-hmm. so the playing looks like Miami Hornets, Pacers and Wizards. Just yeah. out just out of it, the the Bulls are uh, 26 and 38, three wins. Yeah out of uh, the off the Wizards in 10th yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call it the Bulls are out of the play-in I think who we have right now in the top 10 are going to be the top 10 the order might change, the order will change but yeah. I think that's who we're going to see in the play-in slash play-off
1: yeah.
0: and uh, Toronto, Cleveland then Orlando and Pistons to round it off um I guess I'll go ahead and talk about kobe White has been starting recently with Zach Levine out for uh health and safety reasons yeah he's been playing a lot more like a point guard since yeah. um uh, since becoming Definitely. since reclaiming his starter position with Levine out his assist numbers are up significantly he is um let me see if I can find his recent. Let me see. And is and Kobe White's last 10 games, he's has 6.2 assists per game and 17.9 points per game.
1: That's awesome.
0: That is very good. Yeah. 37%. Awesome. 37% from three pretty good i gotta say
1: oh definitely i know that's that's very good um
0: free throw percentage 92 percent
1: gosh that's awesome yeah nice. um so you had a good game against um milwaukee the other night milwaukee was a very good game yeah yeah and it just just in general he's he's playing great those those assist numbers being high is gonna be huge for his ability to keep playing increased minutes
0: yeah um not to dwell on the bulls too much because I've done it before uh, that team needs a needs kind of a facelift there's a lot of players who shouldn't be in the league on that team <laughs> players who just don't fit the system mm-hmm. in they need a lot more coaching and work together to actually be a team that could yeah. push for the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Uh, somebody else I also want to mention Cole Anthony, doing great since coming back from his rib injury. Uh, how great is he doing? You might ask. Uh, how about a game winner comeback? Three, to yes. win versus the Grizzlies. Yes um he had 26 points uh how many rebounds did he have let me check that really quick um 26 points six assists eight rebounds last night versus uh grizzlies in a comeback win including a game winner uh the last play of that game was basically a drawn play specifically for him where cole was looking for an iso play he got the iso play hit the fadeaway three for the win It was an awesome shot. It was an awesome shot. Very, very awesome shot. What was more awesome was his post-game interview. (laughs) He is probably one of the most cocky players I've ever had to listen to on a post-game interview. But he backs it up. I didn't listen to it. He's cocky, but also really fun to listen to. He's Along the lines of, this is what I was bred for he, i think he literally said this is what i was bred for um i'm always looking for it if i'm on an island uh, if i'm uh, i'm looking for iso because nobody can handle me on an island um <laughs>
1: that's confident right there that is confidence
0: right there that yeah. is confidence um maybe a little much but he his his interview was always very much, not just this one. Any interview you've seen before (laughs) is always very much. You have, you have Kobe on one hand, who's very like humble and like down to earth. And then you've got Cole, who's just all the way up on like dial to nine and just being very self confident of himself. Two different avenues of trying to,
1: two different different. avenues. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Both are very talented. It was very fun to actually watch them play against each other i would have paid to see them play with each other at unc that Ooh, is man that would have been awesome i was that hoping awesome. i was hoping that the trade between the uh bulls and the magic which sent wendell carter jr um to the magic and um vucevic to the bulls would have included kobe going to the magic because those two together would have been something
1: no that would have been a good combo yeah yeah. Roy, Roy was hoping for that combo,
0: but... Uh, yeah. yeah, he sure was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, let me see if I can pull up how Cole's been doing since coming back from injury. In his last 10, Cole Anthony has been averaging 16.4 points per game. Um, he's been averaging 5.5 steals and 5 rebounds. On 40% 3-point shooting and 45% field
1: goal percent. Did you say steals or did you mean assists? Uh, I meant five 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 and a half assists. Okay, okay. Um, that would be <laughs> awesome if he was averaging five and a half steals. He's no. averaging uh, 0.7 steals a game. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a, you know, pretty complete stat line. That is very morality. good since coming back. He was not like yeah. this before his injury. Definitely not. He was definitely not.
0: But he's definitely grown. All right um so cole anthony doing very well
1: yeah. cam
0: johnson has just been doing cam johnson things playing role player uh mm-hmm. parts bits and pieces here and there um i don't believe justin jackson has played for the bucks yet yeah i'm trying to look that he, up. Uh, i um, don't think he, i haven't seen him on any of these uh box scores at all okay okay so I guess that's a no so he hasn't started playing yet Nasir Little has yeah. he's kind of quieted down since he had that big uh, big 30 point game a while ago yeah occasionally he'll have some decent contributions here and there but he's still a, I think a project yeah and um, I guess I should probably go back to the east the last team I want to talk about horses the hornets Lamelo ball and malik monk have come back they came back yesterday versus the pistons and that win. lamella mm-hmm. ball looking really good still still yes. uh, rookie of the year in my eyes malik That'd monk cool. didn't play very much probably still needs to get back into the swing of things uh could see him playing against the Heat and going off because in the last two games against the Heat, Malik Monk went absolutely nuclear. Just um <laughs> I think he had 30-point games in both. Yeah. Uh almost could not miss from 3. In certain instances he could not miss from 3 for a very long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah,
0: the Hornets are starting to get their team back people coming back from injury still Gordon Hayward has to come back It'll take him sure. a little bit uh he will he's been come. out for how long has he been out now uh I think he's gonna be out a month a month okay oh well wow. now so he'll be coming back in the next uh 7 to 14 days something like that he'll be back okay. before the end of the season though okay okay he'll get to play a game or two that's uh that's good Players coming back at a crucial time when the Hornets need to try to improve their position in the East. Yeah. So maybe try to squeeze into that six. If uh, Celtics uh, lose a few games, Hornets win a few games. The Hornets' schedule isn't actually too bad from uh, what I can... Who do they have coming up? All right. So today, the Heat. That That's going to be a tricky game. Then it's at Detroit. Home okay. to Chicago. Okay. Home to Orlando. Okay. Home to New Orleans.
1: Yeah, this is a nice looking schedule. Yeah, those
0: are four games that need to be won. Detroit, Chicago, Orlando, New Orleans. Those are four W's that need to happen. Yeah. For the Hornets. Then there's home to Denver. Home to the Clippers. Yikes yeah those are two games two L's. though you can try to squeeze a a w in there somewhere um maybe against the clippers you don't know then it's at new york and at washington i think those are two games that actually can be won
1: yeah yeah depending on how they're playing at that point but yeah those are those are winnable games so it sounds like you had four games where it's definitely should win Three games where it's kind of toss ups, and then two where it's basically probably a yes. loss. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean that's pretty good. Um, I don't see a way the Hornets drop out of the plan.
0: So, I there I think yeah. they're playoff lock or play in locked. Playoff lock is that's harder because you'd need Definitely. one of the teams. You'd need either. The, the Celtics or the Hawks to fall off, and the Hawks yeah. are now playing to their potential. For this whole season, they have not been playing to potential, in my opinion, until they got rid of uh, Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan was promoted. Yeah, and now they're now they're doing stuff. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting discussion about the playoffs uh, when we get yeah, to it. Uh, so you. Listeners better come back for that, because there's going to be some spicy takes in there.
1: Yes, there will be. There will be some very spicy takes.
0: Oh, uh, I'm looking at my preseason <laughs> predictions. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I do not even want to look at mine. <laughs> well, yeah. That's... I had the Hawks at 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had the Hawks at 12, the
1: Knicks at 14. Really? <laughs> yeah raptors at wow. four i'm gonna say that i cannot find my predictions which as of right now i have not even started to look for my predictions so i'm not even gonna try to find them because they're probably too embarrassing
0: i had the suns at seven and now they're seven. number one well, in the west fair, I don't it's all the suns jumping this much oh uh, no wait i thought the suns were number one in the west are they back down to number two now i guess they're, they're number are.
1: two yeah they, they back
0: went back up to number back. one I guess they're back yeah. down to number two now yeah they, they're a game they haven't they've played a game less yeah so yeah. jazz at number one uh, i guess we're moving on to the west jazz at number yeah. one suns at, at number two but have played a yeah. game less yeah. nuggets at the win against the clippers last night huge uh win. huge huge win for that third yeah. seed because yeah. that would mean the clippers the clippers uh they'd be facing the mavericks i believe the nuggets so. would be facing the lakers. Mhm. Suns would God. face Suns would face the blazers and uh grizzlies would face the jazz.
1: Assuming that the blazers and grizzlies
0: yeah, you know, assuming some chalk,
1: yeah. but uh so i
0: guess clippers at 4, mavericks at 5, lakers at 6. I believe they
1: have lebron and ad back. They do, but they still, I mean, gosh, they're falling. I mean, they're only a game above the Trailblazers at 7. Yeah. I mean, if they they go into that play-in, that's
0: dangerous. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Gosh. Yeah, the play-in's a dangerous spot. Because you've got – so the Blazers can just heat up whenever they want. Definitely. The Grizzlies – I don't know. The Grizzlies give me, mixed, give me mixed feelings.
1: I don't know if they, yeah. they would yeah. do well. And then Steph Curry with the Warriors at 9. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can just heat up whenever.
0: He heats up all the time. He's a
1: microwave, yes. you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Spurs at 10. Spurs look a little bit vulnerable at 31 and 31. The Pelicans mm-hmm. are 29 and 35 behind them.
1: Yeah, three games back, it's
0: um, it's not settled. The Kings not are out settled. of it though. Kings twenty six wins, they're out of it. OK is yeah. eliminated. Yeah. So are the Timberwolves and the Rockets.
1: Yeah, so they're just not playing
0: something. for uh, lottery odds now.
1: Definitely, definitely. It'll be it's going to be an exciting into the season because there's still teams that can change places in the playoff race
0: yeah right now it's all about that seating
1: yeah yeah very exciting do we have any other nba news
0: um i guess the one of the last things i have is that in yesterday's win versus the pistons interesting fact the Hornets registered 15 blocks (laughs) that's the most of any nba team this season that's a
1: lot yeah but
0: it's still not the record for the hornets Records really record for the Hornets is sixteen, wow. Uh believe that's two thousand nine. I have I would have to check that, but yeah, sixteen.
1: That's a lot. That's that's they actually
0: went up to sixteen blocks, but one of them got taken away.
1: Oh really? Oh darn. Yeah. Man. But uh, that wraps that wraps stuff up. I think it think it wraps up. We've we've talked about everything all the sports news the past week yeah we'll probably go into more in-depth uh discussions about
0: certain uh draft picks mm-hmm. uh in future episodes
1: yeah yeah
0: and of course yeah. there's the nba talk the playoff talk the Gotta play in it. the play in discussions gonna have to be had um in, the, in the coming Definitely. weeks so uh and of course if there's any news updates about carolina basketball we'll be sure to include them and talk about them here of but course. um yep. for now that's uh that's all we got that's all i've got uh, anything else to add no i don't gotta i don't have anything else to add all right then uh we'll uh-huh. uh we'll see you guys next time yeah nice talking with you all